What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A new Epic MRA poll finds a top issue of concern for Michigan voters continues to be uh, fixing the roads. Michigan Infrastructure and Transportation Association Vice President Rob Coppersmith tells us 93% of Michigan residents give the state's roads a negative rating, even with all the work that's been going on in recent years. He says this shows more needs to be done. He thinks it goes further than just roads. I think it's general fatigue with the residents of Michigan. You see things like the Flint water crisis. You see the failures of the dam in the Midland area. And now we're dealing with replacing lead lines in Benton Harbor, coupled with the local roads at a high rate of deterioration. Coppersmith says the recently approved federal infrastructure package will give Michigan a chance to begin catching up on fixing its infrastructure, but... When the money dries up, the state will be back where it was. MIDA has a suggestion for a way to collect more for road work. The vehicle miles traveled, or VMT, it's being studied in states all over the country right now, and there is room in the Senate's budget for a VMT study in Michigan. Coppersmith says while there's been a plenty done in recent years to address the roads and other infrastructure, the state still lacks a long-term plan. He's at the Mackinac Policy Conference this week to discuss the issue with lawmakers. A Republican candidate for Michigan governor has lost his bid to get on the August 2nd primary ballot. It's the first key court decision since election officials found campaign petitions rife with fraudulent signatures. The ruling affects Perry Johnson, a wealthy businessman considered to be a leading candidate for the GOP nomination. But the decision could also apply to three other candidates, including former Detroit Police Chief James Craig. He's also been kept off the ballot. There seems to be no dispute. Fraudulent signatures were turned in by paid circulators, although there's no evidence any of the candidates were aware of the scam. Johnson says he would meet the 15,000 signature threshold without the fraudulent signatures if the State Elections Bureau would examine each petition line by line. Police in Wyoming, Michigan, are investigating a murder-suicide that killed two children, a woman, and the man who pulled the trigger. Public Safety Chief Kim Coster says it appears to be a domestic situation, although They'd never been called, police had never been called to the home before. And this is a devastating example of domestic violence. No one, especially children, should ever feel unsafe in their home. Officers arrived just before 4 a.m. and found the four people dead and also three other children between 2 and 9 at the house unhurt. No names have been released. Officials in Oakland County are crediting roundabouts for on, an ongoing decline in fatal car crashes. Road Commission for Oakland County spokesperson Craig Bryson says there were 23 deaths last year on the county's roads, about half the rate of Michigan roads as a whole. There are 32 roundabouts around Oakland County, the highest in Michigan. Bryson says studies show roundabouts cut down on the two main types of fatal crashes, both head-on and broadside. You may, worst-case scenario, have a low-speed sideswipe or a low-speed run into the rear of the car in front of you. We don't like those. But people are far less likely to get injured and certainly to get killed in those types of crashes. Five of the county's fatal crashes last year were drug or alcohol related. 
There's a March for Our Lives rally planned in St. Joseph for next Saturday. The March for Our Lives is a youth-motivated movement seeking civic engagement, education, and direct action by young people to eliminate the epidemic of gun violence. March for Our Lives is planning rallies around the country for June 11th. The St. Joe event will be from 1 to 3 p.m. next Saturday in front of the office of Congressman Fred Upton at 720 Main Street. A Facebook event has been created for the rally. There's also one planned in South Bend. A food drive is being held this month by the United Way of Southwest Michigan. Spokesperson Jennifer Tomshack tells us it's the second year for the summer stock-up local food drive held with the Kellogg Company and United Ways throughout the state. United Ways all over the state are going to be doing physical food drives as well as virtual donation drives so that that money can then be used to help restock local food pantries. So even though it's a statewide event, anything that you donate is tied to your zip code. Tomshack says... It all started with the United Way of Southwest Michigan's Christmas in June drive, which sought to help food pantries in the dry months. A lot of people during the holiday season are feeling very generous, and they help restock their local food pantries. And But usually about this time of year, the pantry shelves can get pretty lean. Tom Shack says Kellogg got work of the United Way of Southwest Michigan's June effort and sought to make it a statewide event last year. There are collection sites where the food can be dropped off in Barry and Cass and Van Buren counties through June 15th. We'll have a list of them at our website. A new feature is coming to Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor this weekend. The chain's Emily Lokes tells us they're expanding open captioning to a limited number of movie screenings. Celebration Cinema previously offered closed captioning. Those are a physical device that you can check out and use at your movie seat to be able to see captioning as an individual. The change right now is that we are going to begin to offer some open caption showtimes, which means that the dialogue shows up directly on the movie screen for everybody in the auditorium to see together. Loke says research has found many people prefer to have the subtitles on, with 20 to 30 percent of viewers reporting they do that at home. She says that theater chains have been offering more tailor-made options to viewers, and this is another step in that process. The open-captioned screenings will be done at Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor with some showings on Sunday afternoons and Wednesday evenings starting this week. They'll clearly mark the listings so everyone can tell if it is an open-captioned screening. Speaking of movie theaters, it's been getting a bit tricky for theaters when it comes to keeping the concession stands stocked. Supply chain shortages on things like popcorn and candy continue to be an issue for movie theaters around the country. Owner Corey Jacobson with the Michigan-based Phoenix Theaters says thankfully he has some analysts who have managed to keep an eye on supply issues, moving snacks from his theaters in other states to take care of shortages. They are literally shipping this stuff via UPS back and forth and back and forth, and they've been able to keep the, the shelves stocked on all of our products. So we've done really, really well. Jacobson says the only thing he hasn't been able to get is cheddar and other popcorn toppings, as those have been out nationwide. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. 
Another round of formula is flying into the U.S. from Europe. ABC's Karen Travers has more from Washington. The White House announcing Wednesday the next round of Operation Fly Formula. The flights, which will start on June 9th, will contain over 300,000 pounds or approximately 3.7 million 8-ounce bottle equivalents of Kendamil infant formula. This will be distributed and available for purchase at selected U.S. retailers nationwide and online. The first shipment will be in Target stores across the country in the coming weeks. The White House says United Airlines has agreed to transport the formula free of charge from Heathrow Airport in London to multiple airports across the country over a three-week period, the first time an airline has donated services. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. A grand jury has has charged the white 18-year-old accused of fatally shooting 10 black people at his Buffalo supermarket with domestic terrorism motivated by hate and 10 counts of first-degree murder. Peyton Gendron, who has been in custody since the May 14th shooting, is scheduled to be arraigned Tomorrow, in Erie County Court, Gendron had previously been charged with first-degree murder in the shooting, which also injured three people. He has pleaded not guilty. Prosecutors told a judge May 20th the grand jury had voted to indict Gendron, but was continuing its investigation. A judge is letting attempted assassin John Hinckley Jr. regain his full freedom later this month. Hinckley tried to kill President Ronald Reagan more than 40 years ago. ABC's Andy Field has the latest. It was 1981 when he fired these shots outside a Washington, D.C. hotel. John Hinckley Jr. wounding President Reagan and two other officers and crippling Press Secretary James Brady. Now, 41 years later, after supervised release from a psychiatric hospital, a federal judge is granting Hinckley full freedom. The judge saying Hinckley followed every rule, passed each test, and is no longer a danger to himself or others. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Mourners gathered today at a Catholic church to say goodbye to Rob Elementary School teacher Irma Garcia and her husband Joe. Irma died in the shooting at the Evalde, Texas grade school, and Joe died two days later from a heart attack after visiting his wife's memorial. Nineteen children and two teachers were killed May 24th when the 18-year-old gunman burst into their classroom and started shooting. The litany of visitations, funerals, and burials for his victims started Monday and will continue into mid-June. At Sacred Heart Catholic Church today, a twin black hearses carrying the coffins of the Garcias arrived in a procession led by police and civilian motorcycle riders. There was a verdict today in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation lawsuit. The jury found mostly in favor of Johnny Depp. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. Johnny Depp victorious in his $50 million defamation lawsuit against ex-wife Amber Heard. The trial was over an op-ed Heard wrote in the Washington Post in 2018, never naming Depp, but alleging that she was a victim of abuse. The jury agreed with Depp that the op-ed defamed him and harmed his reputation and career, awarding him $15 million. Though Depp's team had long said it was never about the money, it was just about the truth. And the jury also found some truth to Heard's defamation countersuit, calling claims against Depp's lawyer defamatory, awarding Heard $2 million in compensatory damages. The gunman in two of the nation's most recent mass shootings legally bought the semi-automatic rifles they used in their massacres after they turned 18. That's prompting Congress and some governors and state lawmakers to revisit the question of whether to raise the minimum age for buying such high-powered weapons. Only six states require someone to be at least 21 to buy rifles and shotguns. Advocates argue that such a limit might have prevented the elementary school shooting in Texas that left 19 children and two teachers dead, as well as the racially motivated supermarket attack in Buffalo, New York that killed 10. 
COVID-19 complications continue to kill elderly Americans. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Newly updated CDC data shows despite widespread vaccination, coronavirus death rates among older Americans surged to near record levels in the winter months during the first Omicron wave in early January 2022. The data shows people ages 75 and older had a COVID-19 death rate 136 times higher than people 18 to 29. The CDC says the numbers show nearly three quarters of all COVID deaths reported in the U.S. have been among those 65 and older. Derek Dennis, ABC News. And gas prices are rising again. And in California, regular unleaded is now averaging more than $6 a gallon. More from Alex Stone in L.A. In some areas around L.A., now regular unleaded is over $7 a gallon. A few lone gas stations, even over $8 a gallon. That would mean filling up a full-size SUV would be $224 every fill-up. This guy just bought a bike. Forget these high gas prices right here at Target. I got it half off. He says, hey, he'll pedal around locally. The cost of that bike, 75 bucks, a lot less than a tank of gas here in California. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.